What up, everybody? Everybody, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel and to the podcast. You guys here with my co-host, Sweet T, a.k.a. my brother. Blood brother. Blood Blood brother, Sweet T. It's been a while, man. It's been, Mm -hmm. what, two weeks? Got a little low there. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks weeks before we actually uploaded any video. Of course, everybody knows. a week and a half. Week week and a half. It was you know, fight week. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about, man. We're going to be talking about just kind of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened. Not living any details out. And we, we get got a story time. It. Something that was pretty embarrassing for me during fight week. So we got to get into that. Yeah. How have you been, sweetie? What you been, been doing? Been good. Been good. So my fight week, <sighs> fourth, also 4th of July week, went a lot different than yours did. Yeah, I know that. I'm While very jealous. you were up, in the hotel, cutting weight and doing all those shenanigans, getting your mind right, going through all that stuff. Me and my family, my wife, kids, and my mom and my aunt and cousins, and we were at the beach. Partying it up, man, in Florida. Just what the heck? living the dream. I hate it. I hate Anna it. Maria Island out there in Tampa. Yeah, well, the whole hurricane was going on. We actually missed up. the hurricane a little bit. We also went to Disney. What? And so we were, we were in Disney while the hurricane was passing through Anna Maria, so we didn't get hit by it a whole lot, which was fortunate. Lucky, but, um, dude. So, I'm so jealous. But I'm so jelly. I guess God was like, it's a little messed up that you're in Florida on vacation while Steven's <laughs> going through that. So just to kind of make you feel a little bit of pain, I'm going to let you get stung by a stingray. Yeah, I heard that, dude. I saw the So the, I got stingrayed while I was down there. Going all, what's his name? Who? What's the guy's name? Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, Steve Irwin. Yeah, going all Steve Irwin on us. But he, but he was far, like stabbed multiple times by a giant. That was the word. I immediately was looking it all up. I got hit. I didn't know what I got hit with at first. I have, I have in the past stepped on a crab out there in the ocean, and I knew it was like a sharp you know, slice getting cut. It, it pinched through my toe. Um, fortunately didn't cut it off, but this hit, this hit, you but pretty this hard. hit me towards my Achilles Ooh, sensitive. and I had no idea what was going on. It was day one. We had just That's got what you there. get, dude. That's what you get for going We're on vacation. Chilling out there me. in the water. My wife's floating. She's drinking a little drink. I'm walking out there. I'm about to get my day started, dude. And then all of a sudden, ba-bam, stingray to the, and what the messed up part is, is that like 30 feet away from us, there was about a party barge of like 30 people over there. And you had, you had to be the here one I to am step by on myself, it. just trying to do a little snorkeling, <laughs> you know, get, get the wheat kicked off. Right. I'm the one guy that accidentally stepped on the stingray. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was probably the one area that didn't have a whole lot of people, but you, so it just decided to stay away from all the other people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you actually stepped on it. The entire ocean floor, mm-hmm. you had to step on the that that one dangerous thing right there. Yeah. And it got you in there. I saw that one was pretty deep, man. Yeah, it got me. It got me. Fortunately, the barb didn't break and stick inside, nothing crazy like that. But I got to tell you, for a few hours, my whole leg, up to up to about my knee, I got stung towards my heel. Up They're to about my knee was... Was throbbing. Yeah, they got some venom action going on. Venom action in the bar? Nothing too crazy. It was a small one. 
I, it was about Thank the size God. of my foot. I wear a size 14 shoe, so it was about the size of my foot. Painful. So it wasn't huge. I saw the wound when it happened. That lo- it looked painful. And the swellingness of your foot was ridiculous. It did. It did. My foot bruised and swole up. Aren't you supposed to pee on day. it? Or is that just a jellyfish? I believe that's fully like false. I don't think you're supposed to pee on anything, really. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Maybe uh, a buddy was like, let me pee on it. And then it just kind of stuck. But yeah. No, no pee. I mean, that's happened. what I would think of immediately. Yeah. Just pee they out. actually say, and this isn't like a proven thing, but you should soak your foot, soak the wound in like warm water, hot water, hot water. Like so it draws out. Degrees must draw it out. That, that draws that's out the poison. The, that's the theory. <sighs> we got we got to go back and try that try that again. Yeah. So this time you'll step on it. No, no, no your other foot. That's why you got two feet. Hot water, that bad boy. You know. Well, that's what you get. You know, for going on vacation without me, you could have spent. Quality time in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, said no one ever. I mean, it, no one's it, it ever like open. you know what, family. Let's take a quality trip to the Las Vegas Strip. Quality True. family trip. We've done it though. We've to done, Las we've done Vegas. That before. It was pretty fun. It's it it's fun. fun if your whole family consists of adults and and it was like if, three and a half if things never to do been for before. kids. And if you've never we've we've been so many dang times. It's like we've been we've done yeah. seen and done everything. Canyon, we've seen we see you know Elvis, we've seen pretty much all the Cirques. Yeah, humanity, we've, we've, but we haven't done much off of the strip. I heard off of the strip's really awesome. You know, getting like trips the, up into the up into the mountains, mountains? and all that stuff. We mainly know. just spend most of our time on the strip, which well, you know, you know those. That's what all I can say is that's what you get, bro. Thank you, Stingray. But I would totally sacrifice four hours of uncomfortability for a pretty dope trip in Anna Marie Island. Plus, <laughs> I was in Tampa Bay when the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, so that was pretty epic. Oh, yeah, that was epic. I found myself pulling for the Lightning because I was there. Sweet. I was in there, and they won the Stanley Cup, so that was pretty cool. Well, while you were doing all that, you know, I was going through the whole process, the whole quarantine UFC process. That mm-hmm. I've done before, a little bit, a little bit better this time. I mean, instead of quarantine, right when you got there for twenty four hours, we only had to do it for forty five minutes, which I don't even which know why. Sounds even, legit. Why you even got to take a test? But I think it's. I don't think it's the UFC. I think it's maybe State Athletic Commission making people do that. just crossing Insurance, their T's, maybe? dotting their eyes, making sure their hinds are hind ends are covered in case something happens. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But Did it you was the test like every day, or was it? Uh, no. So we we got there, we tested. And then we had to go straight to our room, and then we got a text 45 minutes later saying we're clear, and then we can kind of go down and do what we need to do. We had to go get our fight kits, you know, which was always pretty dope, getting new Venom stuff. Uh, had to go sign posters, 150 posters, which was pretty cool. You know, it's always like a UFC, like, you know, stamp. You have to go mm-hmm. and just do all the, the signings. poster signage. Um. And still to this day, I don't even know why, I still start off with my entire name, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And then not even halfway through, I'm just doing WB. Well, it was like funny when Connor showed up in his suit. He was doing like a fat circle. Like that was it. That was it. Just <laughs> He was like... It? That was it. And he was just Connor, what's like the O for? What the heck? No one knows. Yeah. Speaking of fight kids, how'd it feel? How'd the, how'd the, fight, the fight shorts feel? Any different from... Oh, no, Levi? dude. Uh, actually, they felt like... And I'll always love Venom Designs, which is why I was, my first sponsor in the UFC was Venom. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I had like you know sponsors on my on my Venom shorts, but those were yeah. pretty dope. Pretty sure I, I still have that hat that you got with that Venom fight kit. Really, the red and black oh, Venom hat. Thanks, dude. But uh, yeah, they were they were awesome. Everything that Venom has is way better than what Reebok had. Clothes wise, it was just dope. 
Everything well, fits this great, is, this better is quality. Their, this is their first. I remember Reebok being pretty dope whenever they first got there. And then just got. And then they were kind of like, all right, you know, we've established ourselves. We can start kind of pulling back on this stuff. <laughs> start, you know, saving some money here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was quality stuff. I love it. I love it. I first got the got that look for uh, Chris's fight. Got my first yep. Venom kit. So I still have it. They had some really nice stuff. Good job. So joggers. far, bad luck on the Venom stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> not the, kicking the shin the venom, break, and then at losing. least with Reebok, you got you got a few wins right off the bat when Reebok came in there, and it was like you know, good luck Reebok, and now it's like mm, bad luck Venom. I know. I don't know what happened from my first fight to now. I mean, I was doing quality, you know, mm-hmm. with the Venom stuff, but now it's like. Mm. But um, it was good. I mean, a great week. A lot of media. I had a ton of media this time, which is which was. I mean, I don't I don't mind it, and I don't mind the quarantine action being away from the fans. I love hanging out with the fans, but when you're going through a weight cut process, I remember when we stayed at MGM grand, we had to walk like three miles in the hotel just to get to your fight room. Mm -hmm. And then, then when you got to the fight room to do a, like a daily workout, it was packed. You had to go all the way back up to your room until it cleared out, which was probably like 2 (laughs) AM. Then you got, but here we had our own room, which is literally a hotel. We, we stayed in the room. Uh, was it the Residence Inn? Yeah, no. You mentioned that the the last one before. Yeah, we stayed in the Residence Inn. UFC bought it out. Everybody had their own room, and we had. Were there any fans there? No. So no, no fans. Still no fan or no fans. We literally just nothing for you but UFC fighters, which is all, which is good. I mean, because you're kind of isolated, you get your mind right, things like that. Everybody's Do your media going stuff. through kind of the same stuff. So yeah, you yeah. Don't have to worry about all that farting uh, around. Yeah, which was, I mean, I don't mind that at all. I don't, I didn't mind that. I, that's what I still like about the quarantine part. So you're kind of isolated from the fans. It's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Every time you step out your room, you're not having to, you know, while you're going through fight week stuff, you're not on top of that having to cater to the fans, which I don't mind it, like I said, but it does take your mind off of everything. You know, with, we, without the fans there, you can just focus on what you got to do. Yeah. No distractions. So, the you know, same old, same old there. We did have to quarantine for 24 hours. We had to do another COVID test after weigh-ins. And, uh, yeah, I mean, which is After pretty, your actual uh, weigh-in, the official weigh-in, or the unofficial celebrity weigh-ins? Like, not celebrity, but like the show weigh-ins? After the show weigh-ins. Maybe somebody sneezed up onto the stage and got I you guess, or something? I I don't know. I have no idea. Well, we had to do a 24-hour quarantine after the mock weigh-ins, so the, which the is fun. That one. was fun. I like that. I was glad to get back to that. Seeing everybody Yeah, there. seeing everybody there hyping. You know what I mean? You just, folk, you just get you just jacked up for the fight, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, the whole weight cutting thing was, was pretty wild. I, uh, you know, got down to 171. No, it was actually 170.6, 170.8. So that was a crazy story. I told you about that. Um, weight, got my weight down. I literally, and I went live on Instagram during the weight cut process, talking with the fans, things like that. Uh, we got done with our weight cutting process pretty late. Well, I got to, what, 174 or something like that, 174 Thursday night. And I stopped there, went back to the hotel room, ate some pineapple, went to bed. Floated a pound overnight. I had like... 
like a pound and a half to go or something like that. Floated means lost a pound. Yeah, you floated lo- means you lose you, a pound. When you sleep, you kind of naturally sweat and you know urinate. You're not taking in any fluids or anything, so you float, aka lose a pound. And what it helps is with that is shivering. So we turn our AC up to full blast, as cold as it can get. And then you're, I mean, you're under the covers and everything, but it's cold outside. So you're always cold and you're already, you're already skinny as crap. So you're burning calories while you're asleep. So I floated a pound and a half, had a few more to lose. Sounds miserable. Yeah, it was miserable. It's always miserable. Uh, woke up the next day, did a warm bath to lose that last pound. And uh, weigh-ins were from 9 a.m. to 11. So we had to go downstairs to the lobby, weigh in there, just to make sure that we're on point. We drove to the PI, not the PI, the Apex, UFC Apex, which is where they do the uh, fight night fights where there's Mm -hmm. no fans. Yep. That's where we did our weigh-ins. Literally got off the bus, went straight to weigh-in, and then started drinking my drink. Now... This is where it gets embarrassing, people. Story time. Um, down in weight, obviously feeling miserable. So we have these drinks and food because we're there for a little while because we got to get looked at the doctor. You know, got to go through our medicals. Um, and while you're there, we have food and I've got like five shakes that I have to drink. Now, these shakes, along with some water. Now, I'm, I'm depleted of pretty much everything at this point. And these shakes have a ton of sodium sugars, vitamins, minerals, potassium. It's got everything you can think of in a shake. So it's it's rough on the body if you chug it, right? So I, I guess I just drank this thing a little too fast along with a bunch of water. You can chug water, but you have to sip this drink. And you have five of these things you got to drink. And the yeah. more you finish one, the other one's got more sodium. It's got more of everything in it as you go kind on. Kind of gradually get your oh, body working God. its way back up to retaining those vitamins and minerals exactly so i'm sitting there and the whole ufc roster there including espn including uh you know ufc workers walking around trying to get everything the doctors are there and i'm sitting there with my dad with a bunch you know with a bunch of fighters around me and people are coming up to try and talk to me and i'm sitting i already drank my first drink along with like two water bottles and then i started getting like something started to happen to me like i don't know i just started feeling really dizzy and queasy man everybody's trying to i I, i'm not the kind of person to shoo people away i was shooing everybody away i was like oh my god and dad's like are you about to throw up i'm like i i couldn't even say yes if i said yes i would project off i was throwing it right there so i just like i started doing that pointing towards the trash can dad runs over there and pushes like some UFC fighters away to try and get this thing to me. And I projectile, it, it didn't give it to me. I projectile vomit everywhere in front of the entire UFC roster. <laughs> in front of everybody. And what was crazy before that, all these other undercard fighters are coming up to get pictures with me. It was pretty cool. You know, a lot of these guys were, oh man, can I take a picture of you, Steve? I'm such a huge fan. I'm like, wait, I'm like, dang, you know, People, were, you know, some of these fighters are looking up. They're like they look up to me. I was like, it's pretty sweet. Well, pretty you're, sweet. You're you're an old head, man. I'm a veteran now. You're an old head in the game, literally and veteranally. And what are the guy? The guy that fought O'Malley, Carlos Condit, uh, Max Payne. Yes, Griffin. Max yeah. Payne, super cool guy, man. 
I had just signed a card. He gave yeah. me one of my wonderful cards. Man, can you sign this for me? That's sign cool. it for me. That's Super cool. cool. He's such a nice guy. I love that guy. And as soon as he literally sat down, like right behind me, it was like, you know, when you see babies throw up, they're just like, Bleh, and they're like, yeah. And nothing happened. That was me. So as soon as you threw up, you felt better? Oh my God. Immediately better. Like, like this, throwing up after away. a workout or something? And I, I, pre, I mean, just, and it was, it was on like a turf or a carpet. So it soaked up everything. It was all mm. fluid anyway. Just, bleh, I made one of those bleh, like noises. <laughs> oh, and the little gurgling sound at the very end. Uh, and then I just look up and I was like, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> did you say that? I did. I was like, well, that's embarrassing. And what did everybody say? Was everybody like, uh, uh I was like, oh, yeah, welcome to the club, man. I guess that's happened to a lot of people. Yeah. And I guess because when you drink it too fast, you just, Projectile vomit. That's the thing. So and they weren't like busting out laughing. No, they anymore. weren't. And the UFC people were like, you know, they were coming after me. They took me to another room to chill out, relax, you know, and try and get some of this fluid down. And I ended up getting it down and feeling immediately better. But uh, oh my gosh, bro, that was so. I was the first time ever. Were you were you scared at that point of maybe like the fight being in jeopardy or anything? Or did uh, you immediately know like we're good? No, I knew I was good. I was kind of like, oh man, where's Gilbert? I hope you didn't see that. You know what yeah. I mean? He was doing ESPN stuff. Okay. But, thank goodness. I just about threw up just then. I threw up my eggs and bacon right there, Tony. <laughs> Dang, dude. Um Yeah, so he was out doing his own thing and but oh my god, I immediately felt better. But it was kind of embarrassing. Did, did Max give you your card back? He's like, you know what? Second thought, just yeah, take you, this yeah, back. Yeah, you can have that card, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can have that back, man. <laughs> no, he didn't. Everybody, I mean, all the fighters and stuff were cool, but all the other UFC people were like, oh my god, they were freaking out because because you're the co-main event yeah. on one of the biggest cards in the history of ever. Oh my god, and it would suck to lose you the day before the fight. That was terrible. That was terrible. That's the second time I've thrown up in front of a bunch of people. Like. I wouldn't say it was as embarrassing as my other one when I threw up all in the ring that one time. Oh, kickboxing days. I kickboxed, yeah. It was in a casino, people. In a casino, everybody was smoking, like chain smoking. And like, was this ceiling. Connecticut or Atlantic City? I or? think it was Connecticut, maybe. I was 17, 18 years old, fighting in the IKF World Classic. So it was like a tournament-style kickboxing. So it's the first time I fought. That's when I fought Peyton Russell. First met Peyton okay. Russell. And we fought, fought, fought up, and the ceilings were fairly low, so everybody's smoking. We're fighting in the smoke, in the cigarette smoke. And it's crazy that they were allowed to smoke. Oh my gosh, I know. Where y'all were f actively competing and like needing oxygen. Terrible. It was terrible. On top of that, you know, you know, yeah, my coach and my dad, they had a bunch of vendors there, like, you know, vitamin and, you know, nutrition vendors and dad's trying to shove all this crap down my throat right before my fight. Here, man, try these oxygen pills. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, oh, it was terrible. It was bubbling up in my stomach. And after the fight, you can see me. We got it on. It was on cassette tape. There was no di disc. It was, it was on cassette tape. For sure. You see me throw up three times and I swallow it. I throw it. And the third time I did it, you see it squirt out the side. <laughs> it squirt out in the swallow. It was embarrassing. And then the, the referee raised my hand, and as soon as I opened my mouth, I projected off on it everywhere. It literally covered a half the ring. The whole place went quiet. Mm. And next thing you know, I, I was up in my hotel room, and I left Dad there to clean it up. Good. So, yeah, that was my first time. Wasn't as embarrassing in throwing up in front of the UFC roster, but it was pretty embarrassing, though. Sounds so that's what happened. That was probably, you know, that's one of those – You'll remember forever things. Mm -hmm. Remember that one time I vomited in front of everybody? Yeah.
But, uh, you know, at that point, everything was good. You know, um, everybody was rehydrated. We did the mock, we did the mock weigh-ins, which is really exciting. It's being there in front of the people. And uh, it was just super cool, man, to have the fans back in there and the vibe and stuff. And so wake up Saturday morning and it's funny, man. I'm like, all right, I got six hours before I have to leave this, this venue to go to the T-Mobile arena. And I'm sitting there, you know, six hours seems like a long time, but when it's fight day, it flies by. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, six hours, all right, all right, four hours left, all right, two hours left, all right, 30 minutes left, I'm getting everything ready. We get there to the venue, everything was great, man, I felt fine, I felt great, and then uh, it was go time, I'm sitting there in the back, you know, obviously all nervous, you know, you're up next, uh, and it's, you know, it was, it's embarrassing, I mean, it was uh, not embarrassing, it was nerve-wracking, because mm-hmm. there's a ton of really good fights on the card, not only that, but $75,000 bonuses mm-hmm. $75,000 in my last two fights I got bonuses both of them mm-hmm. and of course didn't happen this time but great fight card great fight card Carlos Condit found the card he had Sean O'Malley on the card you had Hardy getting knocked out you had a, so it was a, just a really good card man um, super exciting what was, your, what was besides the main event like what was what was the one fight Besides mine, and maybe, what was the one fight you were looking most forward to? You think it had to be Sean O'Malley, um, yeah. just because the 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 you know he's he's in like a weird spot of he's got a lot of star power, but he really hasn't fought like anybody crazy yet. Yeah, Cra- I mean Thomas Almeida was was tough dude, obviously. Um, Marlon Vera was obviously a tough guy, probably the toughest guy he's had to fight to date. Even I would say Marlon Vera is even tougher than. Uh, Thomas Almeida at that point in time, um, but the, his last second, you know, opponent switch, yeah. and then they get this relative nobody <laughs> to come in and fight this dude on the biggest one of the biggest cards ever. Hats off to that dude. God. I was like, this is going to be interesting, right? Like, you never see I, what this guy's got. Right? Never, I've never seen him. And then I heard like he was like two and he was two and two in his last four fights on the regional circuit. And I'm thinking, Dang. if he's two and two in the regional circuit, he's about to fight Sean O'Malley, who's got exquisite striking skills, and he's just a tricky, crafty dude. Crafty dude. I was like, okay, there's probably going to be another highlight reel. Yeah, out. did not expect it to go the way it did. I mean, the guy's pretty much brain dead. I think at this point. Nuts. But <laughs> he Nuts. did not stop walking forward. And did he not stop. He did not stop walking forward, and he did not start moving his head or blocking. Not he's you ever. know what? He's not going to hurt me. I'm going to take these shots to the face. I think it was a a, a pretty wild tactic. You know, maybe yep. he, maybe he was trying to hurt Sean O'Malley with his face. Mm-hmm. Or maybe know? he was he like, did. listen, he did. Like, he you br- can't knock me out. I remember after the fight, him saying he possibly had broken both of his hands and his foot. O'Malley, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like legit. He broke his hands or not. I don't think I, don't, I haven't seen anything out there. But I remember hearing somebody saying that he thought he did. Crazy. He threw a lot yeah. of front oh kicks. and probably kicked a couple of elbows or whatever. But Woo. that was crazy to me. Um, that got fired of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Had to have. It had, it, well, I wouldn't necessarily say fight of the night because I because you know he, he didn't taking, really do anything back. Yeah. It should it should have been like a performance of the night. I guess I don't know. But anyways. That was crazy to see the, how many times that dude got hit. And he how got many hit times did he hard. get hit, right? He got hit. I don't remember. Probably it was 99.9% of the time. Like every yeah, shot. Sean O'Malley had like a 98% striking. I mean, I don't know if it was that high, but it was really high. Yeah. Accuracy. I mean, 
And to look at a guy like Sean O'Malley, he doesn't look like a guy that can knock you out, but he's got power. I mean, you don't have to have super, you don't have to be super strong to knock somebody out. And he's, he can, he can knock you out in a heartbeat, but this guy was just not going down. Mm-hmm. Just not going down. He got staggered a few times, but just yep. would not, it was, it was unable to be put away. He was like, it's not happening. Did you agree with the stuff? Wait, real quick. So a couple of questions about that. Number yeah. one, you got this guy, Moutinho, I think his name is, not stopping moving forward. Yeah. You got Sean O'Malley constantly backing up, and you can see he was getting visibly just very tired. He was getting winded. He didn't stop, but he was getting really winded. He definitely slowed down a little bit there. If you're Sean O'Malley, what can you do differently against a guy who's just constantly walking forward? Is there anything you can do to try well, and – not exhaust yourself every second of the fight. I think it, it really depends on where you are. I mean, I, I know Sean O'Malley's probably in the best shape of his life, but still, when you got a guy like that and you're moving backwards the whole time. And you're not stopping and right. making you and, throw and, and, and you're, this dude. You're backing up and you're planting, and the guy's even running into it and still not being put away. That you you have to outpoint him. You just have to move and you just have to outpoint the guy. You got to go from hitting this guy as hard as you can every shot to, okay, I'm going to pick when I'm going to hit this guy as hard as I can because you have to conserve energy that way. Just be more efficient on right. the strikes. More efficient. You're already up, hitting up, up, them. Up, 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 up. Don't make every shot of just trying to be. Right. Brings, but, me back but, to the, brings me back to the, you know, Vicente Luque. Very difficult to put away. I, in the third round, I just had to outpoint the guy because I had two broken hands too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sean, Sean O'Malley was talking about, you know, his hands being hurt. So he was just moving, hitting, 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 hitting. Um, obviously his opponent wasn't throwing that much back. So it was visibly, you know how you say guys that are backing up can lose a fight. But when you were that dominant backing up, like Sean O'Malley was, it wasn't, it wasn't questionable. It wasn't at all. Yeah. There was no doubt. In my mind no doubt guy, in your mind, you know, you know? but if, the but if, the, if he was throwing more and it was fairly even, I feel like he could have pulled it off just because he was walking forward. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just such a huge jump in the strike, you know, being landed, strikes thrown, and the damage. The damage mm-hmm. that guy took was just stupid. Mm-hmm. So, but the stoppage, I, I everybody was like, oh, you know, was walking nice forward. What do you think about the stoppage? Um, to be honest with you, it was, it, you kind of go back to the Tony Ferguson fight. He was still walking forward. He was still shaking his head, was willing to fight, and they stopped it. But it was one of those. But where, at least right. he was retreating. You know, he 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 had retreated, and he and was, he was like shaking trying, his head. And he was right. shaking his head. You can see he was kind of like, "I don't want this." Moutinho was just he was getting hit, but he wasn't retreating. He but, wasn't. But he wasn't wobbled. even throwing anything back though. At the same time, he was just taking shots. Yeah. And at the and at the end of the day, the referee is there to protect the fighters, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're taking shots like that and not answering back, I don't remember. I, I recall him not answering back. I think there any. was actually an exchange that had happened, and it looked like Sean O'Malley had really hit Moutinho with something hard. But if you watch the replay, it, it wasn't as hard as it originally looked or something like that. And that might have been what Herb Dean was reacting to. Yeah. It, but there yeah. were definitely other points and other moments in the fight where I feel like the fight could have been stopped and it would have been more justifiable than at that moment in yeah. time with like – 30 seconds left in the fight or something crazy like and that. And the thing was, that's probably going through Herb Dean's mind. He's like, I should have stopped I should have stopped it here. I'm going to stop it right now. And yeah. that's such a, you know, between a rock and a hard place situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how do I, you know, all this is going on. This guy's taking a ton of damage. I should have stopped it here. I'm just going to jump in right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough. You know, because the, a lot of these refs, they do take make bad decisions, but some of them are just like, 
are good calls, but fans just eat them up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and Herb Dean has has had some questionable stoppages like in the past, some ones that are just like, all right, that's stupid. But if you do it long enough and you referee enough fights, you're going to have questionable decisions yeah. as long as the majority of them that that way. You know, you, you can get away with a few, and I think if there's anybody that can get away with a few, it's him. Just because Herb, of he's his, been in the game for so long, too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he could have lasted. What? How don't? How many seconds were left? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot left. Yeah, I think he could have lasted that for sure. But At still, least finish the fight out. His job is to protect the fighters. That was a good fight. But one of my favorite fights of the night was Tuivasa and the Hardy fight. And what was crazy about that? It looked like David and Goliath. Yeah, Tuivasa is a big dude, but when you stand next to Hardy, it's like. Was he in your corner, Hardy? Yeah, Hardy was in my corner. And super nice guy. I many times walked past him. Walked past him. I mean, he was sweet to me. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could. (laughs) (laughs) Huge teddy bear, he seemed like. but um, Not sweet to other people. Yeah. Allegedly. But anyways, go ahead. But uh, he 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 was great. But, you know, the size difference between the two. You know, you see a big guy like Hardy, and you see this kind of like, reminds me of you, dude. It's messed up. Real freaking messed up, dude. No, I'm not saying you're fat. I'm not saying you he's You literally fat. just said we have similar body compositions. I mean, big quads, big legs, you know, arms, mm. traps, can hit like a truck. Actually, I respect Tuivasa, so I'm not too upset. I mean, I but, you, but, you, but you can see it, right? And you're like, oh, I don't know if I can handle the heavyweights, but bro. Number one, Tuivasa was quick. He got staggered. And he used that to his advantage. Very Czech Congo, Pat Barry-ish. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, oh, Staggered. Snap. Hardy was like, I'm going to rush in. That's why you never rush in. Yep. You never rush in. You got to rush in very cautious. And you can see the face. He was like, oh, here it is. And he gritted. He literally bit down his mouthpiece, hit him with the right hand, and then dropped him with a left hook. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was money, man. It was money. And the shoeies. Do you think you would ever do a shoey? Uh, no. It's not like a... It's not something where I'm like, you know what, yeah, that's, cool. that's worth a shoey. That's, <laughs> that's worth drinking alcohol out of a shoe. Out of, out of somebody's sweaty foot that you've never met in your world. Yeah, dude. He probably had athlete's foot, foot or some Game sort of green, necrotizing maybe. fasciitis going on. <laughs> just you never know what people's feet be like. Uh, dude. Yeah, just dude. Like, Couldn't uh, do it. Couldn't uh, do it. But when you're that hype, though, after a fight, what? I don't know. No, I might, go might do a shoey. Buy a high quality beer out of a high quality bottle with <laughs> no quality diseases in it after a fight, especially one like that, which you know was going to get a performance bonus. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so that was great. Drink out of a Who shoe? was the other one? Who was the other performance bonus? I wasn't sure to be honest. As soon as your fight ended, I was just kind of like, you, "You're like, I'm going to go. I'm done. I quit. I'm out of here." And I, I haven't really been on social media or anything since then. So I don't know who got it. I, Sean O'Malley and him got it. Tui Vasa got it. Uh, I'm not sure who else. Maybe Connor got it for breaking his shin. Did they, did they get no, one? No, 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 they didn't get They one. didn't need one. They no, were, they did not. They made bank. But uh, moving on to my fight, Tony. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel, man? I felt good. I felt good. I think during this fight, as you can tell, like, you know, you're 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 so working on in camp defending the takedown, not getting taken down to the ground, not letting this guy get you down. You know, this guy's jujitsu, this guy's jujitsu. When I should have just went out there and did my thing. You know what I mean? I, I believe, and I'm being honest. Yeah. Being honest with the fans and and you. You know, I 
I felt like I was more worried about what he was going to, how he was going to take me down because I wasn't really sure. I've seen him do different takedowns before. And I was looking, to th- I was like expecting this, gu- this guy at some point to fake the takedown and try and just come up with an uppercut or an overhand right, you know, to fake me out. Um, when I should have just went out there and just put it on him, you know what I mean? Put it on him. But I mean, but that's one of the things out there you have to worry about. It's like Damian Maya. It's a boring fight, but you gotta, you have to be so aware of not letting this guy get in on your legs, which he did. He took me down every round. I didn't realize how strong this guy was going to be. Everybody in the UFC, like you said, is strong. But when it comes to, you know, holding you down, just holding you down. In the first round, he ended up taking me down. He tried to advance, which allowed me to scramble back up to my feet. Second and third round, it was just like, I'm holding you. I'm just going to hold, hold on to you. Um, landed some good shots, had some good exchanges up top. Hit me with a few shots that no, nothing hurt. Um, I think because uh, whenever I do get hit, I like to write, I like to move with the punch. So took a lot of steam off of some uh, a lot of the punches. I gave him like two up top. That didn't it didn't hurt at all. And of course the little rabbit punches on the bottom. But um yeah, it's it's especially on the ground, it's hard to it's hard to adva- make your position better when all they're doing is, is is squeezing you as tight as they can. Normally they're not try- giving you any space to work with. Yeah, yeah. Because what grappling's about, you know, you gotta take the space that's mm-hmm given to you or or you have to be willing to you know allow some space in order to advance your position and in that moment in time your partner can capitalize on that and and create a scramble to get up Mm -hmm. and i guess because maybe you had gotten up in the first round he was like nope and when you when you're going against a guy like that a high level of 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 ground experience and I, you see some of his strength workouts all he's doing is just this he's like squeezing that's it squeeze squeeze Mm -hmm. squeeze squeeze and that's what he does. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a grappler. So it was like, you know, all right, this dude. I, in the first round, when I when he took me down and just kind of held me there for the first thirty seconds, I'm like, don't tell me this is the what he's going to just try and do the whole time. Just hold me. I'm thinking this guy like like uh, Johnny Hendricks. He's going to try and take me down. You know, try and go for something. You know, move its way up. Try to really hit me with the big shots. And he, he just hit like me with a little. Up he didn't. He just little little rabbit punches, and just didn't give me any space to get up. So. After that first round, I got up. He was like, nope, no more. You know, dropped him with a spin hook kick. Uh, recovered fairly quickly. Um, it was smart. Smart game plan on his, on his part. Do you, feel, do you feel like it's fair to criticize your lack of activity in that fight for some people? Because the significant strikes rel- relatively low. Definitely not like what they had been against Luke and Jeff Neal. Right. Do you feel like it's fair to be like, well, you, you just kind of didn't do much? Um, during the while I was out there, while I was out there, it was a bad idea in my head. It was like I just feel you, you mean know, it was a bad idea to engage to over it. To it's, be it's so hard when you fight a guy like that. He's shorter, lower center of gravity. He's explosive, and if he gets a hold of you, it's very difficult to get away. So. Uh, you have to keep him in a space where I can land shots, maybe not my hardest shots. If I overextend by just a, uh, an inch, he could take advantage of that, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, uh, so it was like, I look back now knowing that I felt like he was, he was just scared of my standup. He was scared of my standup. Mm-hmm. He was backing up, knowing, looking back at it now, I was like, I should have done this, should have done that. 
But during the fight, it was it just didn't, didn't feel, feel right. didn't feel right to overextend myself to to let this guy get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. So, but now that I look back, I was like, wow, the, he, I don't think he was looking for anything like that. I think he was just literally just trying literally to do just, enough to win the round yeah. and just beat Wonder Boy. Yep, that that's what, that's that what it kind of looked like to me. Um, you know, watching, I haven't rewatched it or anything, but it was just kind of like, all right, let me just let me avoid the strikes. And do what I can to just win the round. Just win the round. Like yeah. the first round, he held you against the cage. He didn't do anything. No. Did some knees to your legs or whatever. And you were actively trying to escape, but he just pinned you against he the was cage. Like, and yeah, he was squeezing. He that was, was squeezing. really it. And then with like, you know, like you said, like a minute left, he, he switched to that single and got you down. But you were able to get back into the cage and work your way back up. And then the round ended. And it seemed like he went for a couple of bombs up top, but you can tell that that was not his goal. His yeah. goal was not to in what he typically does and really be aggressive and land those big heavy shots. He was, he was like, nah. And he, it's, he, could, he wanted to, but then he like really pulled back. Yeah. And that's the kind of feel I had. Like it did, all these guys looking to do is hold on to me and I can't let that happen. So it obviously kept me from walking forward too much. Yeah. Over, you know what I'm saying? Over overextending, overextending and kind of over. Yeah, I was disappointed rushing. in myself, man. And now that I look back, just let it go. Just don't worry about him and or think about what I need to be doing to him out there, or anybody else, or anybody else I fight in the future. Right? You, you 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 learn, and that's the that's the experience, and that's the what I got from this fight. Awesome. That's what I got. From I mean, it. you just learn, right? You yep. just learn what you can do next. Exactly. So, a couple of questions. Number one is. Obviously, no injuries. Nothing. Um, did you at the very end? And this was this is you know kind of just ridiculous. And in my eyes, obviously, I'm your brother or whatever. But like the ten shots where he ten seconds left and he just went ham on the back of your face. Did did the, any of those hurt you? Were you like, what the heck? Did it? It was such a moment thing of get back up to my feet. That wasn't in my head at all. Afterwards, when my the back of my head, I've never had the back of my head hurt. Mm-hmm. Never had the back. Uh, from here, forward has always been sore. This wasn't even sore at all. It Back from here, all the way back around, it was sore. And I went back and looked at the clip. Like, he had my head pushed down, hand here. And on the ground, he was doing little rabbit punches. And those mm-hmm. don't hurt. Yeah. And in the second round, you remember, they didn't hurt. So I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm not going to block. I'm just going to punch back. We're just punching each other in the face because mm-hmm. none of that hurt. But when he stood up and was like, and he said he took the NMF away, belt away from me, definitely not an NMF, NMF like take That is not there. an NMF tactic right, right there. And if you accidentally, if you're a real NMF and you accidentally hit somebody in the back of the head, you got it right then and there say sorry. Yeah, you have to you stop know? the fight and apologize. Sorry about that. Very similar to you and Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. You have to stop the fight and say, hey, man, my apologies. And then continue to fight. So he didn't take it away. He didn't take. He's nope. not. And just by saying he took the NMF belt away is not very NMF like. So. Yep. Boom. I still have it. Still, still the got NMF it right here. See. I'm That's the judge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ref. Yeah. So um, that you know you live and you learn, man. I lost. Yes. Another freaking notch on my lost belt. But hey, I'm still ranked number four. Still have a possibility to fight somebody with a name. You know? So what's next? What, what are you looking for next? Is it? So let me ask you this way. Yeah, it wasn't like a ter- you lost. 
So you got to kind of see that as a step back. But it wasn't like a terrible loss. He didn't start you. It's not like it was like this convincing, just like he beat the crap out of you for three rounds. You don't deserve to be in the top, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So do you think the title is still I think a it's possibility? still around the corner. I do believe that. I do believe that. Because, I mean, who else they got? They're, gonna, they're just going to keep refiltering these guys back through Usman, the guys you've already beat? Mm-hmm. Well, you know? you know, obviously the fights with Colby and – Leon will be rematches. He's had, he's had two Masvidal fights. Fought Masvidal back back, twice. Pretty much. So You just got to beat somebody next. I got to beat somebody. I know. I'm looking at George Masvidal, man. I mean, he's ranked behind me. He's coming off of a knockout. He got knocked out by Usman. And I think that would be a great fight in the Matt versus BMW. I think it would too, but I don't think he'll take that fight, I don't to be think honest. So. Uh, come on, man. Uh, give me Nate Diaz too. I would like to fight. Give me somebody with a name. Yeah. You know? Um, we'll see. You got I'm Kiesa, still trying. You got I'm still trying Kiesa to fight. and Luke coming up. Of course, yep. you already fought Luke. And but I, I believe I do believe like Luke has got a really good chance of winning this fight. He's got one of his best friend is Gilbert Burns, who's a grappler, who's a grappler, wrestler guy. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, Kiesa's a big dude. He's a big. I can't believe he made 155. He's yeah. ginormous. I think he's coming off of an injury or something, right? Why he had I think fight? he was injured for a little bit. He was injured bit. for a yeah, little while. He, I think he messed one of his ribs up versus okay. Magni or something. Or maybe a hand. I don't know. Something. Yeah. So you got. Yeah. So the, I know that fight's happened. You also have the some other fights coming up at the welterweight division. Bilal Muhammad maybe is trying to get the Neil Magni fight. Yeah. I know they're talking back and forth. Um, but um, yeah, give me Masvidal, man. So November? November. Regard, even if it's not Masvidal, do you still want to fight in November? I would love to. I would like to. Fight. You are like injury free ish. I am. I would. I would like to fight in November. November has always been like my Your my month. month. You know, number one, it's always in a, like a hype spot, mm-hmm. big card. Two, it's before Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so you got so you know go through that, and then you know you got your rewards, meals, and vacations afterwards. Yeah, definitely don't want to. Fight again on vacation week. Yeah. That would suck. Christmas yeah, I ain't trying week. to get stung by Stingray again, dude. Yeah, no, don't do that. Trying, trying to get my payback. But what's up What's up with, with everybody breaking their shins now? They need to wash your shin conditioning video. I know. It's funny because every time when Chris broke his leg, that comp, that video was like coming back up. People were commenting, who's here after the Chris fight? Who's here after the Chris fight? Chris should have watched this fight. And then Connor broke his leg. Connor should watch this fight, or Connor should watch this video. Who's here after the Connor fight? Who's so? It's funny that that one really. Has been popping who's here after the Connor up. fight? Yeah. For real? Wow. Yeah, comment. Who's here after the Connor fight? <laughs> Let's go. Like and it's that, our video. So. Yeah, sweet dude. That's pretty cool. It's the Shin Condo. But yeah, video. man. Uh, do you think he broke it on the check, or do you think he broke? I it? I think he broke it before that happened. I have, oh, yeah, that's right. Because there were there were footage of him leading up to the fight with ice on his shin, taping it up. Have you seen those? No, well, I had watched an interview with uh, Dana White earlier, and he had mentioned that he's always had ankle issues. He's got like chronic arthritis in his ankles, and McGregor does. Um, I don't, I don't think it was as severe as him having broken it. I think he was throwing leg kicks wicked hard early in that fight, and I think it actually he did break it because if you look right before that exchange happened, they got back up. You could see his shin bone where it broke; it was already starting to like give. Okay, it, like it was already broken. I think it was 
it, but he was he was still it was weird. It was already giving. It was already flexing like it was about to break. Do you think it, like one of the bones had broken and just waiting for the other one to break? Maybe, or he was just waiting for that moment where he needed to shift his weight in a specific uh. way for it to come apart. Uh-huh. But I noticed it right when he stood up and he, him and Dustin were getting back mm-hmm. at, it, at it, his lower shin was like caving in, but he was still fighting. He didn't even know it. And then he threw that left hand, pivoted, oh, and I think just broke. that that torque was mm-hmm. all he needed to, to finish the, the break. That was that. But what's that crazy? stinks. He's out for like a year now. He's yeah. got to go through the, like the whole process. Chris is going through. And but the thing is what I got from actually the experience of Chris's break that the doctor says that happens all the time. So they're really good at putting stuff that, like that back together. And it's going to be stronger next time. The bone is going to be stronger. You got a metal pole in it now. Yeah. Titanium pole, you know, an adamantium vibranium pole. You just got to hope that it doesn't start to seep into the bloodstream, slowly poisoning you, eventually, ultimately leading to your death via blood toxicity. Exactly. AKA, you know, is that Wolverine? <laughs> yeah. Just got to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all in all, a great card, man. You know, I'm bummed, but we'll be back better than ever, man. I know what I got to work on mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm ready for I the next one. I think that's the big thing, too, that people don't realize is how mental fighting is. You think because you're big, you're strong, you're faster, you're more powerful, you're going to win the fight, but you can have all those things, and if your mind's not right, you're not going to be able 100%. to use them. So, 100, dude. Back to the drawing board, yep. you know, getting better, learning, moving on again. No injuries. So you can no, start dude. training like this I've already week. started training, you know, just moving around, helping Can't our guys much get ready. You're, you're nogging still. But. Yeah, back of my head sore. I got a, got a uh, MRI on my, my skull because I definitely had some headaches after that, after that fight. You know, mm-hmm. but my black eye, that's the only thing that the remnants of last Saturday, I can't it was a week ago. It seemed like it was like a month ago. The fight. Oh, no. It was just last Saturday. Wow. But yeah, ready to rock and roll, man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, sweet team. Nice joining you, man. Always Thanks a for, pleasure. Yeah, Welcome back. always, dude. Good Thank you back. guys for joining us. Type down in the comments down below what you thought about Saturday night. What you think I should be working on? Obviously, takedown defense. Ha <laughs> ha. But um, you know, it's always like that. That's always the thing. Yeah. Do on your takedowns. Uh, I will have to say that before we finish on the stand up, when the exchanges that did happen, it was obvious that you got the better part of those exchanges. Thanks, like you said, he landed like a couple, like literally like two right hands. But you know, yeah. you looked more crisp. You were you were hitting him. You were tagging him, and he could tell that he did not want to be in that world with you at all. So just you know, thanks, man. You're welcome. Thanks for for boosting my confidence, man. You're welcome. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you for joining us in this podcast. Tell Sweet Tea, tell them where they can find this thing. You can find us over on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So Woo-hoo. you know, if you're not big on watching the podcasts while they're going on, head over there, listen to us while you're at work, all that good stuff. Don't forget to leave us a review. We Please. really, really appreciate that. Would love um, it. Like the video, comment, subscribe for weekly uploads, and ring that notification bell so that you do not miss out. We're going to get back on our weekly uploads. Now that the fight and all that stuff has calmed down, we're back at it. So let us know in the comments below what kind of videos you want to see in the future, and we will get those out to you guys. Appreciate you guys. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.